Welcome back, Chris from the Mighty Decibel here for our 15th episode of our discography review series. This episode, we focus on the 15 album career of Southern rock great ZZ Top. So as usual, we'll attack this chronologically, providing critical analysis of each record and a snippet of a track from each so you can appreciate the changes in sound over their 41-year recording career, that's to date. So let's get her started. Uh, the Tres Hombres of ZZ Top are immediately together at the start for 1971's ZZ Top's first album. We have Billy Gibbons on finely toned uh, guitars vocals, Dusty Hill on low down bass vocals, and Frank Beard on the drum chair. So also importantly, we immediately have Bill Ham taking on production chores. So if you're looking for old school electrified blues based rock and roll, this album is a good starting point, uh, so there's a killer rhythm section, soulful singing from two great vocalists, and a fantastic production. Remember, this is 1971. Man, uh, this debut just lays down ZZ Top's modus uh, operandi right off the bat. So they take the blues, mix it with a huge dose of rock and roll and boogie, then let the uh, drum bass lay down a, a huge beat. And then the guitarist lets loose. Yeah, simple, but in the hands of these three, a most definitely effective. So the highlights for me would be the uh, rumbling low down blues of somebody else has been shaking your tree, going down to Mexico with its midsection guitar workout, bedroom thing, and a backdoor love affair. But the best track and one of the band's hidden treasures has got to be the monstrous brown sugar highlighted by a juggernaut of a rhythm section. The only weakness that I can point to is an overall lack of intensity. Uh, this head headbanger would have preferred to hear a little more up-tempo material mixed in, taking this off the porch toward the fire pit more often as it were. But otherwise, this is a joy to listen to. Great sounding, with each musician clearly discernible, creating the palette for a laid-back rockin' affair. Basically the dictionary definition of blues rock. That said, this didn't exactly light the world on uh, fire sales-wise. That would come later. Regardless, I give this an 8 out of 10. back one year later with 72's Rio Grande Mud giving us basically more of the same and that's mighty fine by me. Opening with the rambunctious duo of Francine and Just Got Paid was a masterstroke getting the listener off their ass and boogieing right off the bat. Uh, from there on out uh, we get doses of outright rock and roll, boogie, funky, hard rock and the blues just like the debut all wrapped in a sumptuous production. 
A weak point uh, is sure got, sure got cold after the rain fell, another slow blues number similar to the debuts just got back from babies. But this one is a slightly better in its authenticity and feeling. And additionally, side one closer Chevrolet just seems to go nowhere in uncharacteristic dud. So very similar to the debut, but maybe with a little bit more peaks and valleys on the songwriting front. So I call it a tie, but if pushed, I gotta say that I reach for the debut more often. Uh, but regardless, another 8 out of 10 on my scorecard. Hard to name many albums with a better opening 10 minutes than 1973's Tres Hombres. The uh, ZZ Top Boys hitting us with Slow Boogie on Waiting for the Bus, which leads directly into the lowdown blues of Jesus Just Left Chicago. Then they deliver the knockout punch by following that up with the uptempo Beer Drinkers and Hellraisers taking us to the bar for a pint. Make that too, barkeep. Amazing stuff. Other highlights here include Move Me On Down the Line, uh, rock and roll perfection here sounding so much like uh, Prime Rolling Stones. I always assumed it was a cover. It isn't. There's also Lagrange, one of the greatest boogie rock tracks of all time where the lads take us to the uh, Texas to a whorehouse for a good time. The other tracks ain't Cottage Cheese though, the band delivering memorable psych rockers, slow ballad, funky groove and soulful blues making this an eclectic but mighty consumable album. Another highlight that must be mentioned is, is the production job here. The hill beard rhythm section laying down the low end like no other, turn the sucker up when it's on your tur turntable, amazing. Uh, the only less than stellar uh, track on the package would be the second last track, Chic, uh, lollygagging along the boardwalk in no rush to impress and unfortunately succeeds. Definitely the only low point on this classic record. Uh, we'll forgive the boys though for this small transgression uh, given the uh, absolutely amazing material found elsewhere and I'm going to assign this a perfect 10 out of 10. A must-have for all hard rock collectors, one of the greatest southern rock albums of all time, mandatory.
after the success of Trey's Hombres, which uh, hit number eight on the U.S. charts. The boys took two years uh, to put together their next album, Fandango, first side live and second side new studio tracks. So I, I always found the first side disappointing for a couple reasons. Uh, one being the song selection. It's a mix of cover tunes and new original material that is too rock and rollsy, lacking in the hard boogie found on previous records. And secondly, there's too much jamming and crowd interaction um, sections altogether coming across like an unfocused and throwaway, uh, like an extended loose encore. Uh, no thanks. On to the uh, second side, though, and things are much better. There's a funky ditty, some mid-tempo rock and rollers, and they end off the record with two of the band's best tracks of their whole discography, that being Heard It On The X and Boogie Meister Tush. But that said, there's a definite lightning of sound here. The rhythm section not as pounding as on their previous three records. Overall, way too inconsistent and a huge letdown after the mighty Tres Hombres, making Fandango the worst of the ZZ Top discography to that point in their career. I'd give this a 6.5. <laughs> is Tejas or Tejas or however you pronounce it an album that seems to split the fan base uh, so some claim it as one of the band's best while others including myself uh, don't don't share the love the reason for this dispute is simple this is a huge departure in sound from the earlier records even lighter in the loafers than the previous Fandango studio side so all, everything here is soft pastels, easily consumable uh, without the edges. Uh, some see it as the band showing its depth. Others view it as too much of a step out of the hard rock sphere, coming across as a light rock and roll band and even a country western act in some cases. On the positive side though, uh, Arrested While Driving Blind reminds us of the ZZ Top boogie of old. Uh, enjoying Get It On sounds like a, a lighter version of Heard It On The X. Uh, She's a Heartbreaker is a one catchy country western ditty, and Ten Dollar Man includes a forceful hill uh, vocal. But overall, it's just too lush and tame for its own good. A uh, transition record that didn't work, in my opinion. Where the hell is the world class pounding rhythm section? Where's the southern hard rock? Where's the passion? So the laid-back, lazy chair, front porch record, not something that I want from ZZ Top. Uh, that was two missteps in a row for the band, in my opinion. I was beginning to lose faith and interest. I only give this a 6 out of 10.
three long years later in 1979, the Texas trio returned with Duguelo. So sonically, it's not that far afield from the Lush Teja, but here the band is playing with some urgency, making a world of difference to these ears. Uh, they're off the porch and back onto the stage again. So yeah, it's not a return to the hard blues and roll of the early material, but the writing is so damn catchy with the energy and delivery so on point that this fan easily made the transition to their new sound in this case. Uh, some world-class ZZ Top tracks here. I include the opening threesome of I Thank You, She Loves My Automobile, and A Fool For Your Stockings, all sounding mighty fine over the radio. And on side two, you get the righteous boogie of Dust My Broom with a fine hill vocal there. Uh, the high energy rock and roll of Hi-Fi Mama and the cool groove of Cheap Sunglasses. Uh, so this record snapped uh, my attention back, uh, almost garnering a perfect score. But truthfully, there's a little bit of a drop off in song quality on three of the tracks, downgrading this to a strong nine out of 10. So interestingly, uh, this only placed number 24 on the U.S. charts. Uh, there were placements since before Trey's Hombres, uh, but it was also the first ZZ Top record to go platinum, uh, the three previous records going gold. Album number 7, 1981's El Loco, seemingly taking in if it ain't broke, don't fix it mentality. So no problem from my perspective when you have such fine tracks as Tube Snake Boogie, Pearl Necklace, and Party on the Patio. All slammers that would happily uh, fit on the previous uh, Deguelo victory. Problem though is that uh, the overall writing is clearly lacking in comparison. The depth of quality tracks definitely being inferior here. And groovy little hippie pad unfortunately warns of synthesizers to come on future releases. So overall, El Loco lands somewhere between the catchy Deguelo and the sleepy Tejas, but with less depth. I'd place it as the worst ZZ uh, platter up to that point. Could have been a cool EP though if they jettisoned half the tracks. I'll give this a 5 out of 10. Get in camera! 
Pop enters the MTV era in 1983 with Eliminator. Sexy chicks in a sleek sportsmobile in tow, breaking the bank financially in the process. Uh, so commercial, no doubt, but this fan welcomed the return of the heavy-handed rhythm section, the heft returning to the ZZ Top sonic attack. So give me all your lovin', got me under pressure, and sharp-dressed man rockin' hard, bass, drums, and guitar working in hard rock tandem. Hell, I'd say side one is one of the best sides of all the discography, uh, ending with the pounding, I got the six, complete with the humorous, I've got the six, give me your nine refrain. However, on the negative side, the computerized drums and synthesizers were unnecessary and even unwelcome on some tracks. And side two doesn't match the majesty of the first side with the inclusion of the underwhelming TV dinners and thug. But it does contain my fave ZZ track, uh, ZZ Top track of all time. If I can only flag her down, one of the greatest boogie tracks of all time. So final grading, I give Eliminator a 9 out of 10. A legendary piece of work, albeit not the band's best. Uh, side note, it hit diamond sales of 10 million in the States. It was huge. Later, in 1985, the band returned with Afterburner, sporting the same program drums and heavy electronic sound found on Eliminator. However, whereas these were slight distractions previously, they're placed up front and center here, raising the irritation factor for longtime fans. And not only that, the songwriting outright sucks here. <laughs> Hard rock and boogie tracks, the heart of the Eliminator experience, are in scant supply here replaced by a whoring radio focus and when they infrequently try to rock out it sounds like pale imitations of the high points of the eliminator record so this one uh, you know afterburner the nadir of the zz top discography in my opinion stay well clear of this corporate sellout of a record that said this still frustratingly did well at the box office going five times platinum albeit it represents only half the sales of eliminator in the states I'd give this a 3 out of 10.
five long years later in 1990 out comes recycler partial change in sound here the electronic sound is still there but the bass or more likely synthesizers buzzes and the drums sound a tad more human uh, more importantly, the songwriting acumen somewhat returns, the whoring commerciality uh, being taken out back and capped. Uh, think of this as the true follow-up to Eliminate Air, albeit one would claim quite rightly uh, that it is a retread of that record. And clearly the top track here is the top-notch boogie of My Heads in Mississippi, one of the band's top ten or so tracks. Otherwise we have a bunch of good-sounding yet background-filling music. So it's great to hear the ZZ ones coming back to earth from some sort of commercial purgatory, but truth be told, as a standalone piece of work, Recycler is pretty average. Uh, note, sales continue to fall, this time the single platinum in the States. I'd give this a 6.5. I keep thinking about the night in Memphis Lord, I thought I was in heaven Through the parking lot of an invisible 7 Eleven. What was I doing out there? Four years later, in 1994, out comes Antenna. From a sonic perspective, it's not that far removed from the previous Recycler, the band keeping things modern with synthesizers and drum programming still in place. At the time, I remember consuming this and being somewhat satisfied with where the band were heading, but re-listening to this as part of the research for this episode, uh, what I hear is a dead similar record to Recycler. Same sound, same middle-of-the-road writing, albeit this time without an obvious standout track. Although Breakaway is, is undeniably a good one. So call it a tie with the previous Recycler. And side note, uh, it was good enough to retain sales in the U.S. at, this, uh, at the same one times platinum level. Again, a 6.5 out of 10. Surprisingly, only one year later in 1995, the band come out with Rhythmine. Uh, so first thing that jumps out is the soundscape. Uh, things are still modern, but there's an unmistakable grittiness added to the guitar sound, and the bass sounds more natural than in years. Uh, it's about time, I thought, upon uh, first listen. 
It's got to be said that this is more consistent than the previous three outings, but the problem is that they're all pretty similar sounding and lacking that killer hook. Uh, there's nothing memorable to hang on to here. I really tried hard to like this given the improved sonics of the thing, but I can't hide the uh, lack of good songwriting here. My thought at the time was that of a band trying hard to raise itself out of the muck, but just not having enough juice to pull it itself out, at least yet. So admirable intent, but somewhat lacking in delivery. I'll give this a six. later in 1999 the band issued triple x where we find the band overcorrecting, reverting back to relying on electronic soundscapes on the initial two tracks uh, the guitar sound is still a welcome fuzzed out drone but there's way too much studio gimmickry going on and the blame goes squarely on the shoulders of gibbons who takes over the producer chair from bill ham on this their 13th release so once you get past the first interminable nine minutes, you're left with 40 minutes more material to digest, including 19 minutes of live uh, stuff added at the end. Thankfully, Gibbon stays away from the overbearing electronic effects the rest of the way, uh, except on the god-awful Dreadmon Boogaloo. Uh, so here we have, again though, a case where the band's Achilles heel uh, is exposed that being the songwriting well being dried up. Only two tracks worthy of your attention, the, the slow burning Fearless Boogie and the playful Beatbox. Their past due date is on display for all to see here. I give this a five. give up the ZZ Trio returned four years later in 2003 with Mescalero sporting a new gimmick. They decided to mix a little Tex-Mex into their bass blues rock sound and surprisingly it works. <laughs> the addition of accordion and steel guitar breathing new life into the ZZ Top sound. Talk about gobsmacked. I had long given up on the boys only to be driven back into the fold by this outing. 
So the best examples of the Tex-Mex blues marriage would be on the ultra catchy What Would You Do and the Tuttle Track opener where some cool xylophone accompaniment really take you down to the border. They sound authentic here, something they've been struggling with for ages. Other highlights being uh, Que Lastima, a ballad sung entirely in Spanish that still sends shivers down the spine whenever I hear it, begging for radio play. Uh, there's also some old school boogie in Buck Naked and the extended guitar work on Going So Good. These tracks display more heart than we've been exposed to by the band in totality over its last six albums. Uh, clocking in at over an hour, there clearly is room for some editing though, uh, but when you whittle this down to the, uh, its best 40 minutes, you have ZZ Top's best album since Eliminator some 20 years later. Uh, so I give this one a 7.5. out of my fave Mescalero tracks, I was hopeful for more of the same nine years later when the band issued what would be the trio's last album, La Futura. Uh, so at first I was disappointed to hear that they had dropped the Tex-Mex sound, uh, returning to their original hard blues sound, mixed with a little bit of Eliminator technology thanks to Rick Rubin taking over the production chores. However, the band smartly limit themselves to a more manageable 39 minutes here, only the best 10 tracks included for consumption. Highlights for me are a, a few rockers that remind me of the best modern era ACDC output. Uh, opener, I Got to Get Paid, uh, I Don't Want to Lose, Lose You, and Flying High. There's also an old school Boogie Meister in Chartreuse, and Over You, a slow blues ballad with a great Gibbons vocal. So compared to Mescalero, I'd say that La Future is definitely more consistent as there ain't a dud in the 10-pack. However, I like the highs of Mescalero more, so I'm going to say that this is a tie and I'm also giving this a 7.5. <laughs> Better than the gentle, better than you 
And so ends our story, at least in its original form, given the recent passing of bassist Dusty Hill. Happy to see that we end off on a positive note musically. So while there is some inconsistency, there is no question that the breadth of ZZ Top's material represents one of the Southern Rock's best discographies. 15 albums over 41 years, ZZ Top's legacy is most definitely assured. So thanks for uh, joining, and remember to uh, check out our website, www.themightydecibel.com, for all your hard rock, heavy metal, and hardcore punk needs. Have a great one, eh? Bye.